Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 5, verses 1 through 18. This is the account of Jesus healing a man at the pool of Bethsaida on the Sabbath. Before we jump into the text, I want to thank the family leader for their sponsorship of the Daily Dose Devotions in 2023. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this podcast. We couldn't do it without those folks, and we're thankful for their support. This is a longer text, so let's jump right into verse 1. After this, there was a feast of Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethsaida, which had five roofed colonnades. In these days lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. Now at this point in the text, my ESV study Bible has cut out a section that I'm going to read in quotes, and I'm going to explain why they cut it out. So start with me at verse 3 again, and we'll pick up the quote that got cut. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed, quote, waiting for the moving of the water, For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred the water. Whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was healed of whatever disease he had. End quote. Now that section within the quotes is cut out of my ESV study Bible because it's not included in the earliest manuscripts. This is similar to the long ending of Mark, which we did a podcast on. You can go back to the end of Mark and hear that to gain some understanding about how does something like this get into the text when it's not in the earliest manuscripts. And the folks with the ESV translation, as well as the more conservative Bible scholars would say this should not be included in the Bible because we can't be sure that it was originally part of John's gospel. Could there have been an angel that went down and stirred the water and the first person that gets in the water gets healed? Yeah, that could have happened, but it seems to be a legend. Nevertheless, as we read the text, you'll see there's a little bit of an expectation that something like that might happen as we continue to learn about this invalid that Jesus is going to heal. Let's pick it up in verse 5. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. And by the way, this is longer than a lot of people in the ancient world lived. So he'd lived a long time with this infirmity, with this disability. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am going, another steps down before me. So you can see that this guy has the assumption that in order to get healed after the water is stirred, I need to get in there first. Just like that section that's not part of the earliest manuscript suggests. This part that we just read is in the earliest manuscripts, so there's at least an expectation or understanding that something like that is happening. Verse 8, Jesus said to him, get up, take your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. In other words, you don't need to get in the pool, brother. I can heal you apart from whatever wives' tales or legends are circulating around the area. Just get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And obviously, we're not surprised because we've seen accounts of Jesus doing miracles already, but the people, maybe none more than this man, would have been shocked. As we continue, this gets a little more interesting. Now, that was the Sabbath day. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it's not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man 
man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. So let's stop right there and touch on two things. First of all, there's nowhere in the Old Testament, nowhere in the law or the prophets that says on the Sabbath, you can't pick up your bed and walk. But what the Jews were notorious for is taking the Ten Commandments, for example, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, which is lawful, and then building a bunch of rules around it. This didn't violate God's holy law. This violated the Jewish rules that they put around the law. And if you want to assume the worst, they revered and honored these man-made rules more than God's law. This is what they're getting after the invalid for, and this is what they're upset with Jesus about, because he doesn't play by the man-made Jewish rules. And if it's not offensive enough for the Jews that he doesn't play by their rules, Jesus takes it up a notch when they try to call him out on it to drive his point home even further, which makes them even more angry. And we see an example of that in the very next verse, verse 17. But Jesus answered them, my father is working until now, and I am working. So Jesus didn't respond to the Jewish complaint that Jesus was working on the Sabbath by going, no, 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 I didn't work on the Sabbath. I didn't violate the Sabbath. He doesn't try to justify himself or equivocate or try to give any qualifications about why it was okay in this instance for him to do what he does. He just cuts to the chase and ramps this discussion up to a whole new level. He's essentially saying, you're saying that we can't work on the Sabbath, but my father, God, works all the time. Sure, back at creation, God rested on the seventh day, but ever since then, God has been working. And what's more, I am working too. And when Jesus says that, the Jewish leaders who are questioning him know that he is claiming deity. He's communicating that he believes that he's on the same level as God, which this is actually going to come up a few more times, and it's eventually going to be the thing that gets him to the cross. It's blasphemy of the highest order to the Jewish people who don't think Jesus is the Messiah. And that's exactly what it says in verse 18. This is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. There's a lot that can be said about this text, friends, and we only have time to scratch the surface, but I would just say that in addition to Jesus completely turning things upside down for the religious elites of his day, he's giving us an example today of how we should live in a culture where there's also religious standards that are man-made, that we're told that we need to abide by and live up to. Like, if you just do the right things, check the right religious boxes, go through the right religious motions, then you're good to go. And as long as you don't deviate from that, you're a good, faithful Christian. And you even kind of have a license to look down on others who aren't. But if we evaluate a lot of that stuff further, we see that a lot of it's man-made. A lot of it is not in alignment with God's holy, inspired, inerrant word. Rather than just kind of blindly do what we're told by the religious elites of our day, we better get into God's word and find out what it really says so that we can align our lives with it rather than man-made religion. And that's one of the reasons we do this devotional podcast, so people can see what God's Word really says. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com.
We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd Annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.